Hello and welcome to another fantastic episode of the Fantastic Mr. Podcast. I am joined here with my lovely co-hosts, Zach Briggs and Jerome. He called us lovely. Jerome Kramers, who's completely blurred out. Um, And today we are going to go over, even though the Oscars happened, I think uh, not this past week, but the week before, according to the time we're recording. Um, But we're going to talk about the Oscars because we haven't met in a couple weeks because we've all been like uh we've all been kind of busy with other stuff so today we're gonna talk about the oscars and the good things and the bad things what we saw what we didn't see blah 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 so here we go the oscars in this group i bet you i know at least one person that didn't (laughs) (laughs) me yeah why not not. what were you doing life was that when you went back to washington or was that before that okay i was it was but i was watching the little snippets here and there and going on twitter which i feel like was kind of just the easiest way yeah the only thing that sucked about the oscars was they did previews of movies during the oscars and like it was right before commercial break so we would end up getting sucked into watching it watching it and then a commercials would come up and we'd be like oh my god that got us because we you know it was like the little mermaid they did a preview for the little mermaid i think yep. and, and then i don't remember what else but i was like what the heck because like it would Honestly, go though marketing marketing genius on their part i mean yeah they did exactly what the, like we we ended up watching because we thought more oscars were coming like to follow but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. It was just a commercial break. Right before commercial break, they showed those things. So, oh well. So I held um, an Oscars party, and I wish I would have brought them in. But I made these little. I didn't make them. I had these little cookies made that look like Oscars, and we created these funny like Oscars uh, awards for the people uh, that were there. And actually, I bet you I still have them. Yep, I do have them. Y'all want to know what they are? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so so I'm just gonna name the people. You don't know them, but it does. Oh shoot! No, we don't hear anything. Yeah, <laughs> For the folks at home, he's being robbed right now. Two men have busted in his room. Well, apparently Alexa added something to my shopping list. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so I'm just gonna go down. Like I'm gonna say these names. Uh, you don't know them, but Alexa, um, add tampons to my. She can't, she can't hear you. You're in my headphones. So we have Polly and her. Her award was the We Bought a Zoo Award, which if you guys know, that's a movie was starring Matt Damon. I tried, I wanted to do like movie themes, but it was kind of hard. But it's called We Bought a Zoo because she has like a zoo at her house. Um, and so she has like chickens and, and birds, not birds, uh, chickens and quails. Yeah, she has a. I mean, technically chickens are birds. Yeah. So, so chickens, quail, she has dogs, cats, fish. So she got the We Bought a Zoo Award. Tristan, her, her husband. Um, is got the new car every month award because he always buys like new cars or like he just buys a car all the time. Dang. Mackenzie, um, who is my niece, got the beauty school dropout award because she went to beauty school for a while and then she dropped out. <laughs> and plus, that's also a song in Greece, if you guys know. Caleb, which is Kinsey's husband and someone we don't know very well, got the Kinsey's husband award because I don't know him well enough to give him something that's more <laughs> personal. Caroline got the 
the bad but actually good cook award because every time she comes over, she like complains about her food, even though it always tastes really good. Like she'll be like, oh, my God, I had to do this and this this time. So it's going to taste bad. But, you know, I so humble. Yeah. And so she that's what she does every time. JC, which is Caroline's husband, got the king of watching YouTube award because every time we go to his house, he makes us watch stupid YouTube videos for like hours. Um, <clears throat> Megan got the sweet and spicy award because she's she's kind of like this. I actually I should have called it that. What is the um, the candy? The first they're sweet or first they're sour patch kids. Yeah, sweet and then they're sour. That's what we should have gotten her. But it's the same concept. Like right? she's nice, but then she can also get pretty fiery. Uh, Scott. Cool heads. Okay. Yeah, words are just sour. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. So anyway. Um, Justin's like, what's a war, what's a warhead? <laughs> I uh, I know what a warhead is. They're crazy. I think more importantly, <laughs> what would what would Zach and I's award be? Okay, well, here, hang on, I'm not done, but we can <laughs> we can think about it. You can think about it throughout the episode and and say it at the end, like what our what we think each of our awards would be. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So Megan or no Scott, which is Megan's husband, got we got we gave him a nice one called the finally made it award because he got a really good job. Recently, uh, Blake, which is one of our D and D friends, he's also watched. Like we actually, him and I just went to see Shazam together. Um, he got the Wait What Award because anytime he makes a joke, he always goes Wait What. Like he'll make a joke and he'll go Wait What. Like he's like backpedaling kind of. Uh, Jake, which is one of our buddies, got the Wears Combat Boots with Everything. I don't think I need to explain that award. <laughs> And then uh, Sarah, lastly, Sarah, Jake's wife, got the Jello Shot Award because she makes pretty good Jello Shots. So that's what. And then I'd be we most had, proud of that award. Yeah, we um, we did a bracket, also to you know, everybody selects who they think the winner is. Whoever gets the most winners gets a prize. And so Jake actually won both awards. Actually, Jake won one and Sarah won one. Um, so I gave. So for that one, they got like candy. Um, they got it in like a tub. Those you know those those popcorn tubs that you put in the microwave and makes popcorn. So mm-hmm. I put it, I put them in that. Um, that one came, came with a $25 target gift card. Whoa. I know, Dang. Right? And then we had a, we did Oscars bingo. So you play bingo when something, you know, when something happens, you anyway. Um, and so that one just came with um, some candy and one of those, we had an extra cookie. So gave it to them. So was this the most creative Oscars party that you've had in a while? I've never had an Oscars party. Really? Yeah. So yes. So yeah, technically yes. So, and if it wasn't for me, I'd probably never go to one. Like I remember Jason Peterson invited me to one, but I didn't go because I was fairly new. Maybe that's why I'm thinking, yeah, maybe I thought you went to one of those. No, I've never, I mean, I've watched the Oscars with my friends, but I've never held a party. So we, we, um, we watched the Oscars and then we we had food. Like I just had everybody bring appetizers and we played some games and everybody left early, pretty much. Like everybody left like two hours before it was over. Oh, okay. yeah, that was kind of lame. But anyway, that's what I did on the Oscars night. It was pretty awesome. Well, I so, didn't have that much fun. But I also, um, Zach, you'll you'll relate to this. My mom subscribed to YouTube TV, so that's how I was able to watch the Oscars. You know, because it has the live local channels. Yep. So I tuned in channel seven. It was pretty awesome. Um, My friend, Sam, I've been to one Oscar party before. And I think I've mentioned this. My friend, Sam would have their own Oscars. So we would each have different categories. We'd submit our own nominations for the different, like best director, best screenplay, you know, makeup, et cetera, et cetera. And then we would have our own Oscars and vote 
uh, kind of it mostly just devolved into like arguing like why <laughs> your pick should win, but we would have a vote of like who's uh, whose nominee should win, and then we would go and we'd watch the Oscars themselves and complain about who who won and who didn't win, who should have won instead. It's real fun. It's awesome. I thought you were going to say like you guys kind of like what we did created awards for everybody, but had nominations and stuff. And I had considered that, but then I was like, it won't be, it won't be funny. Like, I don't, I don't know how we would do that. Well, the cool thing about this one is no, it's not funny, but the cool thing about this one is this is something that my friend's father started and he started when he was in college. So they've had an annual tradition with winners ever since like the mid, you know, like, 1980s or something like that yeah so it's like part of their tradition is really fun to be part of well I, I think if i had more movie friends that got together and watched the oscars i think that would be like feasible but since like none of my friends had seen any i don't think any of them had seen any of the movies that had come out even like i don't even think they'd seen like puss in boots like you know like i want to see puss in like boots <laughs> okay great um but yeah like Everything they're like, oh, not yeah, even Elvis. Really? No, not well. No, that's not. Yeah, that's that's true. I think one of my friends did see Elvis, and then I, I made um I made my friends watch Marcel the Show with shoes on. I didn't realize that was even nominated until oh, and Black Panther. Oh yes, yeah. I guess like the big you know the big ones. Top Gun. Yeah. Oh yeah, Top Gun. That's true. So like, there's been a few, but like then there's you know other movies that there's some that I'd never seen like that were on there, but. You know, let me just say like 85% of the movies that are on there, none of them had seen. So it was just you were on a little binge at the theater watching Man, a lot of the dominations, weren't a, you? That was a week. Uh, yeah. So I went to the movies because Cinemark was doing like a, they called it a festival um, in which you go see every every best picture nomination. So I went, except for the ones I had already seen. Um, which were, uh, I'm trying to remember what they, okay, here we are. I had already seen Avatar. I didn't want to see that again anyway. Uh, the, the Fablemans and Top Gun I had already seen those three. So I, I, I was, I had like got a ticket for them, but I ended up not going because a lot of them were at like at night. And I was like, I don't, I don't want to be out here till 10 o'clock seeing a movie that I've already seen. So I just yeah. go. Um, now I did do that with I think it was everything everywhere all at once or 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 something and I did stay late um, and and when I saw Elvis um, it was pretty late too so but I had never seen him so I went to see every every movie that I hadn't seen in theaters and that was about because there's how many nominations ten one two three four five six seven. Eight, nine, ten. Yeah, so I saw seven movies in theaters that week. It was crazy. Speaking of everything, everywhere, all at once, man, what a success for those guys, right? Yeah. Unexpected or expected? Uh, I didn't heard about the movie until this days leading up to the Oscars. I think for people who have seen the movie, it was expected, but it wasn't one of those movies that was widely advertised. It was just kind of like, you saw ads for it on YouTube occasionally, but that was it. They didn't they didn't have any grand marketing scheme. And it was primarily, you know, uh, it was primarily talked spread by word of mouth. So someone would watch it and be like, oh, my God, you got to see this movie. And they would the person would watch it and that the message would spread. So it was really almost a grass grassroots 
like God growth. That's At least that's how it felt for me. Yeah, I, I remember hearing about the movie, but I I don't know if I heard it on TV um, or maybe I saw it like like on commercials and stuff. Not very many, but uh, I, I did go see. I did see that movie. And that movie was insane. Like it did. I love it. So, yeah, it was really good. I don't know if it was my favorite, but it was really fun to watch. Well, it was the most nominated this year. Um, yep. taking in 11 nominations and it actually won seven of those making it the second what is it the second uh, movie to receive seven Academy Awards Then it's the second movie to win seven Academy Awards since and the most awarded best picture winner since 2008's Slumdog Millionaire so it's been quite a while since someone you know, won weird. that many awards I thought about Slumdog Millionaire today. Go ahead. Uh, they also had three three supporting actors' roles as the that were nominated in one. Anything else you want to say about the Oscars? What did you think of it uh, overall? I mean, it's a lot less eventful this year, which I don't know if <laughs> well, that's okay. a good thing or bad thing, <laughs> yeah. considering you know who's watching it. You know, I feel like if you're if you like movies, an uneventful Oscar drama wise is probably great. You get to watch the movies, but if you're just kind of like in for the fun of it, then this is probably a boring Oscar. <laughs> I mean, it's an award show. Yeah, it should, but it should, it should be like this talk every about, year. Yeah, but it's drama behind the scenes or so-so doesn't like somebody or somebody, or somebody gets slapped you know, in the face. Slaps the host. Exactly. So, so this one was a lot more straightforward, drama-free for the most part. Yeah, which yeah. is fine with me. I and they probably did that because of how, of how crazy it was last year. Like They were probably like, hardcore and all the guests like you cannot do this you cannot do that like this everyone please behave yeah i thought it was fun i mean i enjoyed it very much except for the part that i had already mentioned which was the previews before break thing okay what did you guys think of the winners and the nominees did you guys think that the correct films won the the awards that they did i know zach you've mentioned that you felt the batman was slighted yeah, a little, uh, a little bit a few ways. for cinematography. I thought yeah, maybe I would it could have been recognized for something. I mean, for the nominations. But I don't know. Is, is there something against it, <laughs> giving awards to superhero films aside from, you know, like we remember The Dark Knight and Heath Ledger winning for his role as the Joker. But it seems like for the most part, uh, superhero movies just aren't, I guess worthy of winning, just maybe just the nomination. Well, Black Panthers won twice. Best visual effects. I was also a little bit surprised, but but the Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. I mean, even Top Gun. Those are quite big contenders as well. Um, but I'm not surprised that Avatar won best visual effects, despite that I haven't even seen it. It just seems like one of those movies that it just call. It's like it's bait. <laughs> to win for yeah. best visual Oscar effects, bait. essentially. But yeah, I'm disappointed that the, the Batman didn't get the recognition it deserved. But maybe it doesn't need it. The true fans and yeah. the people that appreciate it will aren't going to be too bothered. So I, I was really Oscar proud Oscar. of Brendan Fraser this year. Like, right. if there was any actor that deserved a win, it was my guy Brendan Fraser. If it if Brendan Fraser wasn't in the mix, who would you, who else would you think? Who else would you want oh, to win? Man. I would go with Colin Farrell. Like I'm not a huge Colin Farrell fan, but since he did the Batman and then this uh the Banshees of Inisherin, like he's a good actor sometimes. You know, like 
I don't know. I would probably pick Colin Farrell out of all. Although Austin Butler did a pretty, a really good job playing Elvis, I thought. Man, something about the way that he looked as Elvis felt weird to me. Uh, I, yeah, I, I would agree. Great, like he was, he played the character fantastic, but something about. I don't know, the, the character design or, or something they did with the makeup. He just kind of seemed uncanny as Elvis. I don't know. There's something weird that was off-putting to me. Uncanny. But I think I'm with you. I think I think um, Colin Farrell in the Banshees of, of the Inisherin would be, fan, be fantastic. If, if yeah. Brennan wasn't in there, then that's who I'd be. He was my second. Well. He was my second choice. But when Brennan, when they called his name, I was like all three of us because it was just me and my two friends at the time uh, that were left and yeah, um, my friend Josh loves Brendan Fraser um, because of the Mummy, and you know he was in a few episodes of Scrubs that were really good. And so, uh, and I don't know, man, Brendan Fraser's been in a lot of really good movies that are underrated. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, uh, so yeah, I was really happy when they announced Brendan Fraser. What do you think, Zach? Yeah, I wasn't surprised. I thought Brendan Fraser was going to win the award was little, that really matters. I, I was a little surprised. Just because of all that he's been through, I'm like, they're surely just, you know, maybe they're going to give it to him. Or they would, I I was just like, they're surely not going to give it to him, you know, because he's been gone for a long time. And he, and he did great in the well. Don't get me wrong. I just didn't think he was going to get it, you know, and I was really happy when he did. But he was like my number one choice. Who did you think? Oh, who did you think was going to win it? Austin Butler. Austin Butler. Yeah, I thought he was going to win it. Um, just because it's, it's Elvis, you know, I mean, and he's a good actor, um, but I honestly thought that's who it was going to go to. But, yeah, I think The Whale is a fantastic movie and Brendan Fraser playing this emotionally like drifted person, father and conflicted teacher. And it is, this was Wonderful all around. Well, you can be able to sink himself in those uh, emotions. Um, yeah. And just, it's like very draining. Have uh, you seen the well, role. Jake? So I'm at to watch the list. Dude, you need to watch <laughs> the it. First, like the Lex, the next scene's the best. Yeah, I was just going to say the opening <laughs> shot's the best. The second you get, like the first chance you get to watch it, Jake, you, you need to sit down and watch it. And you need to make your wife watch it too. Like it's there's a great, there's a few films movie. that I want to sit down and watch. Cause you guys, you guys have had a chance to watch them and I just haven't had the time, but I want to watch them and then have a conversation a about podcast it. specifically on. I think, movies. I think when you watch the whale, we need to, we need to we talk about that one that. first. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that's a great idea. Cause the whale was adapted from a play and it really does feel like a good, it could be a, a, a great stage play to watch. Just as it's it mostly I, takes place in, in the home. I was trying to find it because I teach um, a theater, or no, I teach uh, intro to visual performing arts and theater is part of that. And so I, re- I was like, oh my god, I need to find this play. I need to find it, but I couldn't find like a professional, a professional like version of the play. I did find like a couple like YouTube videos that weren't that great, so. I didn't show that. So yeah, the second you watch, like when you watch the well, Jake, we need to talk about it. Okay, right, let's move. Let's move to actress, actress in the leading role. Michelle Yeoh. Oh yeah, everything, everything everywhere all at once. That was the. Was she the? She was the mom, right? Yeah, yeah she was. Okay, yeah, she did a good job. I thought. I thought she was a uh, really good in that movie. Of course, you know she got to do cool stuff. Um, I think that if she wouldn't have won, I would have gone with Anna de Armas. I was actually really hoping she would have won for Blonde. Movies, movies too controversial for uh, lame for, for the Oscar. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, unfortunately. Although, I thought Kate Blanchett did well. In, well, I was going to say, I, I was going to say, Kate Blanchett did a really good job. If I if if I had to take those two out, you know, Kate Blanchett would have definitely been my third because I don't care. I don't care for Michelle Williams in the slightest, especially in the Fablements. Like she did an okay job, but I guess it's just her character in the Fablements. She was kind of a you know a b word. Um, <laughs> towards the second half she was great half. though I, but i, I mean like... she she did okay and like the first thing i remember seeing her in that i was like that's i learned who she was was the greatest showman and like i didn't even like her in that michelle williams also played uh marilyn monroe in 2011's my week with marilyn well, what do you know you got two yeah. marilyn monroe monroes in here yeah that's cool I didn't well i was happy that. that michelle won that no i thought she was great like i thought she that was movie really good is a fantastic like it has crazy visuals crazy like good zany visuals. situations but it also has an incredibly deep well of character and the story that's behind it is really touching i won't spoil it but for all the crazy visuals and stuff going around it's really a movie about family like, oh, yeah, totally. totally. An insane movie about family, but a movie about family. <laughs> and I think she did a fantastic job portraying that kind of ragged mother and and just her ability to express all the intricacies that, that, I, that I understand now as a father and as a parent when you are, you know, scared, pride, proud, and disappointed in your child all at once. So I, I think she absolutely deserves that win. Yeah, she nailed it. She nailed it. But I, I, you know, I was just a little more hopeful as far as Anna De Armas goes. I really like her as a as an actress. So I feel like that was probably one of De Armas's more serious roles. Yeah, you know, she's she's playing these comedies or mm -hmm. like more lower budget horror you know, type flicks. It seems. Yeah, like Keanu Reeves. She, she before <laughs> she she did a lot of stuff. Um, I think what is she? Was she from Mexico? I, I can't remember where she she's uh, Cuban. Um, Okay. Yeah, she did a lot of like Spanish. Well, let me refresh. Spanish ancestry, Spanish language movies before she came to America. Yeah, and actually, I think I watched an interview or read something with her, how she um, got a part in an English-speaking movie, but she didn't know any English, so she was having to like learn it on the spot. She taught herself the script phonetically, so she just like found the sounds that she needed to make, mm -hmm. and then during the shooting, they changed the script on her and all of a sudden she couldn't she couldn't roll with it and they said you know you have to learn english you're going to lose this job it's like people that don't know how to read music necessarily but can play things by ear well, exactly hear it. yeah that's how i that's how i did choir i couldn't read music but dang it i could sing it I just gotta hear it just hear it once give us give us some notes justin nah <laughs> all right so let's move on <laughs> he quickly moves on from that moving on so let's look at actress in a supporting role so we have jamie lee curtis oh it does say winner up at the top okay i see it i'm so stupid we have jamie lee curtis who won angela bassett hong chow carrie condon which oh i, I was i was really in stephanie sue i was kind hong of chow yeah she um she was the asian chick in the well excuse i thought me, she was fantastic lady. i did i mean honestly you should have won to be honest honestly i thought all these women like did a great job in in the movies they were in. Like I don't, I, I really didn't know who it was going to, and I was really kind of surprised it went to Jamie Lee Curtis um, because she is a like accomplished actress, you know. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. Has she, she, is she won any this Oscars? Is a, no, this was her first, I believe. Oh, well, that's good. I mean, I, I guess know. that's okay. I think she even mentioned, uh, alluded to it. Um, How do you know? Day. You didn't watch it. I watched that bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I was I was kind of hoping uh, for, to be honest, hopeful for this Carrie Condon lady. Like, I'd never heard uh, heard of her until I watched this movie, and I thought, like, this movie, she did a, a really good job. Um do you ever get like inspired to like after you see these actors maybe that you're not quite familiar with you just want to look at their IMDb's and pr- like, watch other movies that they've been in? Like, I do that a lot. All Sometimes, time. but no, I don't really go out and watch their movies. Like I'm just I'm like, "Oh, well, now I've, you know, learned a new actress and if now I can if I see her in something else like like with women, been a lot of Marvel stuff apparently. With women talking, um there was a actress in there named Jesse Buckley and she she um i just learned about her because i watched um, a movie called i'm thinking of ending things and she was in it she was a star and then uh, like immediately after i see women talking and she was in it i was like oh cool like it's more like i am not gonna i'm not gonna go back and watch all their movies but i might i might look them up but that's about it i'll it's, usually look them up work. and then i'll find a movie that i was like oh that looks interesting and then i'll end up watching a movie yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't really do that unless they have to be really like, I have to be really inspired to do that. I, I, I was recently inspired to watch um, Tim Burton's movies. I haven't started doing it yet, but I was like, you know, I really want to watch like his movies from start to finish. So from like Pee Wee's Big Adventure to whatever his most recent movie was. I just I like to see to how actors are, act in different roles, like completely change themselves or maybe they stay the same like The Rock and uh, <laughs> other actors. <laughs> the Rock. Okay, um, <laughs> but The Rock loved the Shazam movie, but it really bombed. Man, that the Rock sucks loved too, the Shazam movie. Shazam was good. Or, or I mean, was... the Black Adam rather. <laughs> I was like, The, the Rock doesn't up. like Shazam. <laughs> he doesn't. He he. I don't know if you read. He vetoed uh, a scene that would have included Shazam, apparently. But yeah. he wanted. Well, he only wanted himself in it. What a what an <laughs> arrogant little know. jerk. Does he know Shazam and Black Adam? They kind of are meant to be. <laughs> I mean, it's together. Clear, just looking at their suits, <laughs> yeah. you know. All right. Anyway, sorry, sorry. That was a. Anyway, so yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis won for everything ever all at once. I really thought it was going to go to Angela Bassett, but it went to Jamie Lee Curtis instead. Everywhere also won the original best original screenplay. Okay. Which, you know, you we talked about this earlier. I love screenplays, so I wouldn't have found it, and they actually had. Um, so we're going to they the actually have the script the for when they're talking about um, when they're talking about things in in the broken English. Um, they actually they're actually saying things. It's like they're actually having conversations that if you read the script, you, you get to find out what they're actually saying. Uh, so I thought that was cool. Why do they, they actually have it in? They actually have it in the the characters and translated into English about what they're saying. So why in the, in the actual film sometimes they'll like omit the subtitles? For foreign languages, is it so the viewer can also feel like in the position of like another character doesn't that doesn't know what they're saying? To, I think so. Uh, I think I think it's a way of of adding depth. You yeah. know, some things are not meant for the viewer to be involved in, so that's one of the ways that they can do that. Okay, so let's go back to the top of the list. Animated. What, what list are you looking at? What website again? Uh, yeah, what list? I'm on a different list, man. Maybe my, maybe that was the top of my we list. Should be, we should be uh, on the same the list. The original so. screenplay was the very bottom of the list. That's the very last. Yeah, which list? list? What's, what's well, it's not on my list. Oscars. 
the Oscars.com one. I saw Pinocchio and I saw Marcel the Shell with shoes on. I remember um, the other three. At, I don't know. I don't. I mean, I heard Puss in Boots was good, but I don't listen. Puss in Boots it. was robbed. <laughs> okay, if you say so. I just don't. I, I'm not interested in seeing it. I mean, I'll see it if like my nieces and nephews want to watch it, but you know, I didn't care. To. Animation looks strange, but it looks cool as well. It's, it's strain away from that that typical Shrek yeah. look. Oh, the Puss in Boots. Yeah, they're they're kind of taking um, Sony's route with the Spider-Man and making it more painterly. Well, that's kind of like what uh, effects the, and stuff within it. Yeah, that's kind of so. what the new Teenage Mutant. I actually haven't seen the Puss in Boots. I just thought it was funny. Um, okay, so Guillermo del Toro's and, Pinocchio one. Go ahead, Zach. Antonio Banderas. He wasn't the voice, was he? I don't know. Or, for Puss? He, yeah. For Puss. Uh, no idea. He, he was? Yeah. Okay. I thought they got some sound alike. Definitely Puss. Okay. That was his total shtick because he was Zorro and then they brought him over as Puss. Yeah. We need Zorro 3. Okay. Um, Justin's okay. like, oh my God, can we stop talking about Puss? Yeah, he just wants like to get that. through this. Well, I just want to talk about the winner and, and also another. I haven't seen the winner. But I think this this is indicative of the fact that Puss and Boots was robbed. I don't know. I mean, I guess I I've never seen. I never saw the first Puss in Boots. There's only two, the, right? The first one's terrible. Don't don't watch the first one. But this one's fantastic. All right. Oh yeah, it is Antonio Banderas and Salma Hayek, which is funny because they were in uh, Desperado. I think. Oh, Florence Pugh's in it. I love her. Oh my god. I love now her. you want to watch it? Oh, John Mulaney's it. No, I don't want to watch it. But I do. What if What if Lady Gaga was a character? Uh, I'd be like, I'm out. I would. I, I mean, I haven't <laughs> seen it, but I would definitely not watch it. I'm, I don't care. For Lady Gaga, the actor. I don't care for Lady Gaga, the musician. You know, I don't really care. Um, so anyway, if you haven't seen Pinocchio, you should watch it. It's actually really good, and it's really pretty. It's a gorgeous movie. Um, Marcel, the show with shoes on. I liked him puss in boots when they were in the star films. <laughs> oh my god! I'm about, I'm about to. End, I'm about to. End he loves puss in boots. He's, he's you should so just mute. frustrated right now. Mute him. Wait, you can't because you're not. There. I don't think I can. Yeah, if I wanted to. I mean, you could leave oh, no. and then just be Jack. Zach, chill him. You and Jack. His name's Zach. <laughs> you said Jack. Jake is Zach. Okay, Jack, that's a Hollywood couple name. It's our secret friendship club name. Wasn't that this like there was two Pinocchio movies that came out? Isn't it funny mm-hmm. how the Disney's uh, Pinocchio I, wasn't on the list? I, I think, think there was actually three. So, uh, was there like a, a foreign international one? I think there, there was, was one. Yeah. Guillermo de Toro's, and then there was one with like some YouTuber. Oh, YouTuber. Mm. Um, and then there was Disney's, and they all came out in 2022. And they all came out this year, yeah. Okay. And it's even a joke in Puss in Boots. Uh that like one of the actors commiserating that they had to like fight for attention with uh Pinocchio and it's oh, like Shrek's Pinocchio. It's clever. But it's a little it's a little inside joke because Puss in Boots 2 is good. That's funny. <laughs> I'm looking I'm looking at these. Oh look, the erotic adventures of Pinocchio's. Weird. That's not mm, that's, no, that's, not, you that's not the Pinocchio I was talking yeah, about. Pinocchio a true story. I think that's what you're talking about. Pinocchio, a true story? Yeah. It came out in 2020. All I know is they hired a YouTuber, and he's like, Father, why can't I go see the world? When can I leave? No, he says, but Father, when can I leave to be on my own? Yeah. Was the line heard around the world when the trailer for Pinocchio, a true story, dropped earlier this year? It's a Russian movie. 
But the English. Oh, uh, John Hedder's in that movie. Featuring wow, okay. Polly Shore as the titular puppet has gotten all the attention. Weird. I want to watch this now. Oh, it looks like you can watch on YouTube. I need to watch this. So notable people. Oh, Tom Kenny as a uh, Geppetto. Interesting. Look, in the English there's, version. There's a, there's a one called Pinocchio 3000. It's a futuristic sci-fi retelling. <laughs> Oh my God, I need to watch these movies, except for the erotic adventures of Pinocchio. I don't know. I like how like we're supposed to be talking about. There, he's, yeah, I know. He's, he's bookmarking that. There's a, well, there's a, a Pinocchio movie I watched as a kid, and it was called Pinocchio's Revenge. There it is. It's a, like a, um, <laughs> it says, look, if one thing's clear after watching every Pinocchio movie, it's that little pup that is that the little puppet is a real jerk but what if pinocchio was a cold-blooded murderer and it was like this <laughs> it's like this little girl that got a pinocchio doll but he turned out to be alive and he would he was like killing people i remember sounds watching like that Ooh. sounds like the winnie the pooh yeah a lot of nice yeah. <laughs> this came out in 1996 but it was still like that he was it was kind of like you know child's play with Bubba Pinocchio. Tom Hanks was in the Disney's Pinocchio. Yeah, he played Geppetto. Yeah, Tom Hanks is everywhere. Actually, just at least he kind of looks like Geppetto in real life. Like, yeah. it actually, that's a good fit. I, I don't I don't like his casting in Elvis. <laughs> I don't know. He, look, he, he, he won a Razzie, apparently, for his role in Elvis. That's funny. Tom Hanks, yeah. I thought he was okay. I mean, I did watch A Man Called Otto, and he was super good in that. I thought that movie was wonderful. If you haven't seen it. I need to see that. Yeah, it was good. Whenever it comes um, on digital. So also a nominee was Marcel, the show with shoes on the animated, which I thought was kind of weird. Like, I know, I know that like Marcel is animated, but like, there's still like people in it. So I thought it was kind of weird that it was in this category. The main characters in animation. Yeah, no, I mean, I guess it makes sense. It just, you know, I mean, it's the same, it's the same concept as um, like who framed Roger Rabbit. No, that's you know? true. Like the movie yeah. wouldn't be possible without, having animated characters involved so tom and jerry it's essential yeah i mean i mean okay but i just didn't i just when i think animated feature film i, I look at these other movies that are all completely animated i was like surprised i wasn't like upset because i love this movie marcella show she's on i loved this movie i was really happy when i saw it but so let's move on so we got cinematography uh which the winner was all quiet on the western front man yeah. that movie was so good it was so good and i remember like watching the movie and i'm thinking this should win best cinematography i like, think the opening scene i mean you could talk about it it's not really spoily but it's it's kind of a ominous quiet uh well there's actually the the opening scene of the the forests and then it goes to the foxes, the innocence of animals. And then you hear in the background bombs going off and yeah. war. And then you have this nice uh, kind of dark shot of uh, bodies on the ground. It's quiet. Then all of a sudden you hear gun, machine gun fire. And then it takes you this uh, long one take-esque um, shot. And then mm -hmm. you get to the carnage of the, the battles war. and the trenches. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. It was really good, Jake. It's on Netflix. It is. Um, it's a Netflix it? original. Okay. Yeah, they actually did the Netflix. I guess Netflix has like a different theatrical version of their logo or whatever. I mean, it's cool. It's neat to see Netflix and something from Netflix in theaters. This is the first uh, version of All Quiet on the Western Front that's like in German, like with yeah. actual language, not like people speaking English with weird accents with like British wow. accents or something. So, because the first one was in the like the thirties, I believe mm -hmm. um, black and white. And there was another version and I think in the seventies yeah. or eighties. Uh, so this is, I guess the one that supposedly does it justice, but I've heard people have some issues with the ending um, compared to the original, but it's an anti-war uh, movie message. Well, I know after everything everywhere, all quiet 
had the most awards. It was second most nominated and second most awarded. Uh, the Everywhere was nominated 11 times and won seven out of those. And then All Quiet was nominated nine times and awarded uh, four out of those. I guess this might have been <laughs> the one I, I saw in high school was the 1979 one. Um, we watched it in high school. Really? Was it rated R? <sighs> Probably. That was back in the early 2000s when you could watch rated R. You could, what, you could do whatever you wanted. And this is rated TV 14, but it's also from 1979. They're so out, out, of, out of those other nominees, what else do you think would have been a good potential uh, I didn't winner? See, I didn't see Bardo or Empire of Light, so I can only go off of all quiet elvis and tar i really think elvis um mainly because like the first half was you know that whole like i said it was like a watching a like a fever dream you know kind of reminded me of babylon and so that's baz lerman for you yeah. he has his own style yeah and i i, I really thought i i thought between elvis and all quiet those were two going to be two, the two winners um although i was surprised to see, i was i wasn't surprised i was you know I was glad to see Tar on there. I mean, but I didn't watch, I didn't think Tar was like the cinematography was okay, but it didn't compare to the other two. To me, nothing really stood out. Yeah. I think the yeah. difference is, is Tar was a lot more still in its yeah. use. Yeah. They use, like, they use the atmospheric pressure, whereas, you know, All Quiet and, and Elvis were kind of more bombastic in your face. Well, yeah, they had like, I remember All Quiet had some really good, like dolly shots and you know that kind of stuff um but they, they did some really cool stuff with their cameras uh, behind the scenes stuff is pretty cool to watch uh, for all quiet as i mentioned like the dolly shots uh, with the scenes of soldiers running in the field yeah. no man's land mm-hmm. it was pretty it was pretty crazy but uh, it makes sense that all quiet won over the rest of them. and good music too yeah, it sure did. I love, I love that score. That score is so good. Like that one, but that one. Adam, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna say it exactly, but it's like those. It kind of reminded me of like the Batman. Yep. It was like it was a three a couple a dark tone mm-hmm. music. It kind of, it kind of caught me yeah. off guard a little bit when I heard that. Mm-hmm. But me too. But then when it kept playing, I was, was like, great. It's so cool. <laughs> it's kind of like when you watch like '80s like movies that are made in the '80s, and maybe they're set in a different like in the 1940s, perhaps. But then. That's, that sounds 80s. They include some 80s type of uh, track in there at some point. I think th- if you've seen the 80s or, or the, was it 70s or 80s? There's a, I mean, probably have, maybe you haven't seen it, The Great Gatsby with uh, Robert Redford. It, so it's obviously like 1920s. Uh, Great Gatsby takes place, and but there's certain tracks that sound very 80s. So I thought kind of compared that to All Quiet because I think we're still in the age of filmmaking where people love to use kind of the Hans Zimmer-esque like tones and long notes and kind of synth oh, yeah. uh, mixture. So uh, it's getting better, those scores, but I did like that. Yeah. The score on the all quiet. That's not what we're talking about though, but yeah, I did like Well, it. I mean, it won best score. So that makes oh, sense. Yeah. <laughs> <We> can... <laughs> all right. So Tar didn't win. Was he even nominated? Best score. Was it about For symphonies? best score. Let's see the other, the other nominees for best score was All uh, All Quiet, Babylon, The Banshees of Inisherin, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, and The Fablemans. A movie about, well, not really not about music, but with music included, doesn't get nominated even. Guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Next is costume design, and the winner was Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, which they won. They won that that category last time 
for the last movie. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have Babylon, Elvis, Everything Everywhere, and Miss Harris Goes to Paris. I've never seen that one, but I was really hoping Babylon would win. I thought they had some great costume design in that uh, in that movie. Have y'all seen it? Have I kind of feel like the costume design has been kind of a gimme for Black Panther. To me, it's kind of hard to compare because they live in Wakanda, which is a fictional place. And they're, you know, they're everything they wear normally is like pretty, um, what's the word? Spectacular, I guess. Um, Exotic. Yeah. Whereas Babylon, Elvis, everything everywhere. I don't know about Miss Paris, Paris, but I assume, (laughs) I assume it's, if it's in Paris, you know, it's normal clothes. So it's kind of hard to compare when you have, you know, Wakanda forever with all these, um, elaborate costumes involved. Um, so, I mean, it, it was kind of a given that Black Panther would win, but I was really kind of hoping for Babylon because it took place. It started, I think, in 1920 and went up the years. Um, and so I thought the okay, they kept having to change, you know, um, what are they called? Trends, I guess, and all that stuff. So, and what Elvis, do you think the criteria is for costume design. Like, is it how difficult it is to make all the suits, how well they replicate the era or position they're supposed to be in, how well they represent the character. Well, probably a what mix of think? all that. I was to say, it's probably a little bit of everything, but I think with Black Panther, like we said, like their costumes were like bright and colorful and intricate and all this stuff. So it was just like, it's just kind of a given that yeah, for Black Panther, probably the uniqueness of the yeah, design. And it's just like, you know, stuff that nobody wears except for people in Wakanda. So how do you Wakanda's come up with real. this? Yeah, so that's, that's fair. They, so they, yeah, you're right. They had to come up with an entire culture's dress. Yeah, exactly. So that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. But I was it's more, I was, it's I, most I, original. I rescind yeah. my, my take. I was really kind of hoping for Babylon, but that movie was great, by the way. Have y'all seen that movie, Babylon? No, I've seen, seen a shot of Margot Robbie's feet. Okay. viewer listeners are going to be like "Ah, have their own little thoughts no that's all that's all that's that's a jake tube shorts this is fucking margot robbie's feet (laughs) uh okay next we have directing which was given to everything everywhere all at once um which is probably uh pretty pretty accurate um because the way just everything was in that movie. It just kind of, kind of a directing challenge, I guess. Um, then we have Banshees of Inishirin. Uh, Inishirin. Inishirin. They said it correctly once, and I forgot what they said. Fablewinds, Tar, Triangle of Sadness. Which, uh, by the way, the Triangle of Sadness. I went into it not knowing anything about it, and it actually. I was, just watched the trailer for it. Yeah, it was very surprising. For this. It was. It was very surprising. Very interesting movie. Like very interesting. It looks like it goes from this is just from watching the trailer. I don't know anything about it. Okay. It looks like it goes from a like a dark comedy to Lord of the Flies. Yeah. I mean, it's basically what it is, except for the comedy is still present in the Lord of the Flies section, because that's exactly what I thought of, because I don't know. I'm, I'm going to spoil it a little bit, but they get they get stranded on an island and they have to fend for themselves. And so that first thing I thought of was Lord of the Flies, and I was like, "What's going to happen?" Yeah, but one was, of the actors in that died. Yeah, she was she was in it because um, I didn't realize it was like she was like one of the younger ones in that movie. She was only like maybe thirty, if that. Um, and so she uh, she died recently. I think you said last year in August. Yeah, yeah. Um, so she was really she was she was okay in that. Um, 
it also had Woody Harrelson in it, and he was so freaking funny in that movie. Uh, he played the captain of like a yacht, but it was like a, they all went on like a cruise, but it wasn't like a cruise that you think of now with Carnival. It was just like a smaller yacht with maybe like 10 couples on the yacht. And so, um, sounds like reality TV waiting to be made. Yeah, a yacht for rich people. <laughs> well, it made me think of uh, if you've ever seen the show Below Deck, which is yes. basically, yeah, basically we learn, you know, how workers on a yacht live and so that's what it made me think of uh but instead of it being like you know one group who charters the the boat it's like a small cruise for several different people who buy tickets or whatever to get on this boat and so um it was actually kind of neat to see that perspective because i've been on a cruise where there's like you know thousands of people on it or whatever and versus this where it's probably like 20 where did you go where did i go where'd you sail to for a boat to um, but what was the destination thousands of people on a big ship yeah, we, well i mean i've been on a few few cruises hawaii uh, or alaska you know. so we, a lot of times we'd go to jamaica and cozumel so we go to mexico been to the bahamas i've been to the key west so it's just like stuff around us as opposed to driving all the way to san francisco or california and then taking a plane to hawaii and taking a hawaiian cruise or, or driving to california and going to alaska like that's a lot of work <laughs> Although my friends have been on Alaskan cruise and I was kind of jealous, but whatever. Back to the thing. Uh, so yeah, everything I ever all at once. This that's the directing. Next was documentary film, and I've never seen any of these. I didn't see all any of them. So Navalny won that one. Have y'all seen any of these uh, these movies? No, not uh, nine documentaries. Yeah, yeah, I think Navalny is it. Is that the one about the Russian whistleblower of sorts? I think yes. was a CNN documentary. Yes, yes, it was. Yeah, I think I watched bits of it. I mean, I, I'm not the best documentary judger, but I, I, there's so, so much. There's such a trend in documentaries. Zach, you're these a days. broadcast journalist. <laughs> Come <laughs> there's on. There's such a trend with documentaries these days, with like the way sometimes they have the interviewees looking straight at the camera, like talking as if they're like talking to the audience, which is kind of cool. But I, my favorite documentaries are the ones with no narration and just letting the interviews do the yeah. storytelling. Napack. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's the narration <laughs> could be limited, but I think too much narration's annoying. I mean, it's that's kind of more old school. I feel like, but unless it's a Ken's Bur- a Ken Burns uh, documentary, those are great with like the history of you know, jazz or history of baseball. Uh, there's sure a bunch of great watch uh, the Ken Burns documentaries thing. like that. I think yeah, those was, are great. Um, yeah. But I, I did watch I like a really the evol- uh, like the evol- how documentaries are evolving as far as uh, telling what happened lie so much on traditional narration to carry a, I guess the story yeah yeah that's but that, big, that's been kind of the the trend with documentaries now I watch a lot of true crime documentaries and and that's kind of unless it's like a you know um, ABC NBC type thing or whatever 2020 type documentary um, that's kind of the trend they go with it's or they'll you know put the text on the screen uh, but I did just watch. They, over, they overdo it though with the filters and all that. When they just to make a boring image look, I don't know, cool. with the way it should. I don't know. I'm not. I don't know. It gets too much. And the tr- sometimes you overuse transitions, like the same transitions. It looks cool, but I've seen it thirty times already. Do yeah. something different. Well, I just watched one about um, historic camp presidential campaigns on Hulu. If you haven't seen it? It's actually pretty interesting to see, like you know the. The way campaigns, and of course, you know, the when Donald Trump ran was on there, uh, because that was a pretty historic campaign, uh, and Bill Clinton's, 
Bill Clinton historic and, and yeah, uh, controversial. They didn't talk about Bill Clinton's campaign. No, what? Uh, it was, not his campaign, but his. It was when he was, you know, at president was when it was historical and insane. Um, but his campaign, I think, was a normal, like a normal campaign. Mm. Um, Let's they be did, honest. He's not the only president to have their dick sucked in the White House. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sure not. But he's the only one that he's got caught. He's just the only one that was caught. <laughs> yeah. have you, With, you I guess you haven't seen Blonde yet, have you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But he was the only one that was caught. And it was an intern. That was what I think that's what was more like newsworthy than just him having sexual relations with somebody else besides Hillary. But yeah, other but yeah, other stuff going on in his like campaign um, leading up to a president, like other people, other women accusing him of doing stuff yeah. during his governorship. But if you uh, haven't seen American Hillary, crime- Hillary Clinton's Hillary Clinton's campaign. Um, there's a documentary on that when she's running against Trump. And it's pretty good behind the scenes. Um, it's pretty intense too, even though you know what happens. But uh, you know yeah. the ending. You should watch it. Yes. All right. Uh, let's uh, go ahead and move on to documentary short film. I haven't seen any of these either. Although I tried to find the Elephant Whispers because I was going to show a short documentary to my class, uh, but I couldn't find like a full version of it. Um, and it it was the winner. The other ones I've never seen. Have y'all seen any of these others? No, nope. I guess the documentary is just not like I, I I should probably get at least the documentary feature films out of the way. But it's kind of hard when it's hard to find. I've noticed it's hard to find Oscar nomination, not Oscar nominated movies. Well, it's hard to find Boots. Oscar nominated movies, period, like streaming and stuff up to the Oscars. I don't know if that makes sense, but um, it just seems like you can't find them without having to pay for them. Um, and so it's really hard to just find them unless it's like All Quiet on Western Front, which is a Netflix original. Since we've never seen them, let's move on. Yeah, I'm having trouble with finding Puss in Boots. That sounds like a personal <laughs> problem. <laughs> okay. Because it went funny. I love how you just sound so disappointed us in Zach. <laughs> We're like having a good time. And he's like this disappointed teacher trying to pull along a class. Now I'm looking at the website. Uh, okay film editing winner of course was everything ever all at once which i think should have won um out of all god hell yeah yeah i think that's probably where it was at as far as editing goes i mean the other ones i get they had pretty good editing but well when you even think about the editing team i think they had a total of two editors for the entire movie and they edited it in like three or four weeks or something like that what the ridiculous turnaround that might be totally wrong on that but I do know they had a very small team um, that did editing and like the special effects and all of it all together, everything all at once. Wow. What programs do they use? Avid? <laughs> Probably. You know, not. I don't know. Well, I they used Avid for uh, a lot of the big films, though. Documentaries. I do know that if you watch it, they there's even a clip of the editors. There's this one part where she like flashes through all the universes, and there's like a whole bunch of different like literally one frame shots i think they had over 300 one frame shots i would have liked to have seen that timeline and so they had to come up with huh so i would have liked to have seen that timeline like on yeah but they actually had to have her dress up and do whole costumes and everything for this one segment where she's literally just they just use one frame of each and there's one frame where it's her on a zoom call with the like producer and the editors editing the movie. Jeez. Fun little Easter egg. So yeah, we all agree that everything ever probably 
that's the correct winner for that. I mean, other than that, I think Elvis was would have been second in line for that. Um, okay, international feature film. The only one I've seen is All Quiet on the Western Front. I didn't watch the other Same. ones. Yeah, I need to. And that's the one that won, so we're good. Yeah, yeah. So we're all set. <laughs> uh, yeah, the other ones. I guess I should. I should have watched. I, I don't know. I, I feel like as a like, and I hate. I hate this being when we're you know labeled like I went to school for film. Jake went to school for film. And Zach is, you know, around and. Uh, <laughs> and so, like, whenever I say something like I haven't seen something, they're like you haven't seen it, Justin. You're you're you know you went to school for film. Like, so what? Yeah, so, yeah like, listen, there's a lot of movies out there, guys. It's there's really a hard. lot of movies. But it's usually like movies that like are like popular with, with people and not popular with like credits. So like I remember when I had told this girl that I, I worked with that I hadn't seen The Matrix. She was like, Justin, you're like a film guy. You haven't seen The Matrix? I'm like, no, but I've seen other movies besides The Matrix. Like, why don't I? And then I saw The Matrix and I was like, oh, so this is all it is. Like, it was just okay to me. Like, I mean, it was cool, but it wasn't as great as people made it out to be. Maybe I just need to watch it again. All right. Makeup and hairstyling. Uh, we have The Whale, All Quiet, The Batman, Black Panther and Elvis, and The Whale won that. I wasn't really, um, the only thing The Whale did really well <laughs> was the fat guy suit. And like, I, I watched this cool little, um, this little clip with, it was Brendan Fraser and Adam Sandler, and they were talking about The Whale. And he was like, and Brendan Fraser was like, yeah, well, you know, we did with the fat suit you know fat suits are normally you know like some sort of like they're they're not as realistic as they should be and he said and i think that's where what we did well was we had a fat suit that was realistic like gravity you know pulls his belly down like it's supposed to whereas with other fat suits like they're up like even like you think of um the nutty professor with eddie murphy and his fat suit was great but like his his belly was just like it didn't go past his waist almost. I mean, it did a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it, it did a little bit, but it wasn't like with Brendan Fraser's, like he even, I think, I believe he has a scene with his shirt off, doesn't he? Zach? Yes. And so you see yeah. it and like, it's just like. Very detailed. Very detailed, very saggy. So the next one that I really wanted to win, of course, was the Batman. Actually, I wanted it to win. I should have won the Batman. Yeah, I, that's I think that's I, the biggest stub. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah, like. Penguin. The Penguin, like even just Batman, I don't know. I, I do think the Batman should have won over the whale. Um, other it's Colin that, Farrell. It, it even looked like him. It didn't. I, I still have a hard time believing that's Colin Farrell. He did so good. Like for a long time, I didn't care for him until I saw him in that. I'm excited to see where his HBO series goes. Who's? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, the Penguin. Yeah. The Penguin one. Yeah. yeah. We have music, original score. When it was all quiet, which nothing really stood out. I mean, I mean, again, as I mentioned, all quiet on the West Front did have a great score, but it didn't really stand out either. Um, uh, Babylon had a pretty good the, one, and the Banshees of Inisherin had a pretty good one. Um, that's Abel, also, John Williams. It's nice to know. see his name up there every now and then, but he's won so many awards. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's broken his own record. He's like, how old is he? Like 97, 98? He's getting up there, isn't he? Jesus, um, really? See. I feel like that's yeah. a little too old. <laughs> he's not done yet. He's 90... I can't do math. He was born in 1932. Oh, yeah. So he's almost there. Like He's he's 90, 90 years old. Wow. Yeah, he's 90. Yeah. Wow. This was this year he got his 53rd nomination, breaking his own record as the most Oscar nominated living person and <laughs> second most nominated only behind Walt Disney himself. 
Wowza. Uh, I feel like these are the about... awards that people don't care about as much. Music. What about the? Oh yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Like we care about it because we love yeah. musical scores. But yeah, a lot of people are just like whatever. Now, unless next, it's Star Wars or something. <laughs> the next one, the original song, I don't care about. Um, but the winner. No, was not- no, no, that's so wrong. You need to care about it. Mm. Best original, not too, not too from RRR. Yeah, I mean, it I is, heard it. It's on Netflix. You need to see it. It is legitimately like one of the best. No, it's like. It's one of the best movies. But I'm I'm not talking about the movie. I'm talking about the song. The original song. Yeah, the song. It's fantastic. <laughs> okay. So just by it? itself, it's great. Yeah, no, it's, it's it. like this it's this great uh it's not Bollywood, it's Nollywood, I think is what the because they're not from They're from Nigeria. Bollywood. No, it's like not Nollywood. I believe it's Nigeria, but I, I could be it's, wrong. It's because we did a section on Nollywood. Uh, anyway, it's a great bop. Anyway, what are you laughing about, Zach? Hollywood. It's from it's it's Hollywood film. Oh, so was it from? Yeah, I knew it was. I knew it was some sort of Hollywood. Kind of unique. Okay, I'll find out where it's from. Uh, Hollywood, located the locality locality of Kolkata, West Bengal, India. And it's such a bop. Like it's during this dance sequence. And, oh my god, bop. it's so it's so great. Okay. Anyway, um. No, no, no. You, yeah, yeah. Uh, no. Right. We keep talking about it. You keep talking about it if you want. Go ahead. Keep talking about it. Oh, I want to impress the importance that you need to see this movie. It's a good movie. I have no. I have nothing against Bollywood or any type of Hollywood that isn't Hollywood. Uh, I just haven't seen it. I didn't even know it existed until the Oscars came around. Uh, whenever we, when in international film history, we had to watch a Bollywood movie, and it was really good. Like it was fun to watch because that's what Bollywood is basically. It's like, I love Bollywood. Yeah, films. it's like it's fun to watch. I did. I did see a Bollywood movie a long time ago. It's first Bollywood movie I ever saw, and I thought it was so boring. But then we we learned about it a little more, and I watched another one from like I think it was from the seventies. I was like, man, that was really like. I don't want to say good because good implies that I like had a great story and all this stuff, but it didn't have a great story. It's about a guy who loved somebody. That's every Bollywood movie you ever. It's like, it's, you know, anyway. <laughs> so Bollywood to me is like just a fun thing to watch. RRR triple R is like a live action anime. It is the most wholesome, like fun filled action craziness romp you get everything and it's legitimately like a live action anime it's so much fun you know where i can find and it it's a good song it's on netflix oh you just said that didn't you okay all right i'll watch it i don't care for the song i can already tell i won't care for the song but i'll watch it next is best picture but i think i want to save that for last i don't know why they have it in the middle of the list like this but whatever all right so next we'll go to production design and the winner was all quiet on the western front which um I thought it was pretty good, pretty good, uh, pretty uh, accurate win. What do you guys think? Yeah, I thought it was great. The, the set looked fantastic. It looks like a, a war zone, World War One. Uh, I think Avatar. It would have been interesting if Avatar won. I mean, despite a lot of it being green screens and that's why I think settings, that but Avatar shouldn't have even been nominated. Because ninety eight percent of it is <laughs> CGI. Other than that, I thought Babylon should have won. Um, or that's my kind of my second place winner was Babylon. I thought Fablemans would have been interesting. Fablemans should got some more, got more love. Uh, maybe at least one win. That'd be great. That would have been great. It's a movie it about just coming of age. Fablemans feel like the first real movie 
Steven Spielberg's made it a long time. Well, he directed it. I, um, so yeah, I mean, it's about his life too, essentially. Yeah, yeah, but like up. all of, all the ones that like he quote unquote has directed lately have all been kind of like gimmies. Like he comes in and directs for twenty minutes, and then they stick his <laughs> name on it. Yeah. And they're like, "This is a Steven Spielberg picture." That's how they get people in the theaters. Yeah, they all feel like Steven Spielberg. Spielberg uh, Steven Spielberg pictures though, like this had that Spielberg effect to it. Yeah, but I, I do. I kind of agree with Jake where like the Fablemans seems more Spielbergy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it actually feels like something he made as opposed yeah, to just some, sticking his name on. Kind of like a almost like a passion project. Maybe maybe not. I don't know Steven Spielberg, uh, but it seems like he put a little more love and care into this one than maybe he does with other things. I don't know. It had some ET influence with the the bike coming into frame and that one yeah. shot reminded so much of ET and his Elliot and his, his friends. Too bad it didn't fly. Am I right? <laughs> They should. They should have been. Yeah. And he could like woke up from a dream. I'm gonna do that. But it was a really good movie. Like if you haven't seen it, I, I know you've seen it, Zach. Have you seen it, Jake? It, yeah. Yep. It's, it okay. is a little long. I feel like. But, yeah, it but was it's a little emotion, bit It's emotional roller coaster. Yeah, I thought I, I Paul Dano, like. of course, did a great job. Like Seth Rogen oh, yeah. even did a pretty good job. Um, you he know, did. He doesn't, he doesn't really get to exercise his dramatic chops very often and uh i thought he you know he i don't really care to see him in more dramatic stuff but you know i thought he, he stole the heart of michelle williams in the yeah, forest sure, <laughs> during sure that did. campaign trip i did like the way he he told his mom that he knew you know he's that he, that was a great uh, way yeah for just him, go in the freaking closet and watch this yeah and for him it was a great way to show him like hey i know about this and then he's like no i'm not gonna say anything don't worry so let's move on Short film animated. Has anybody seen any of these? Nah. No. Okay. So which one sounds the most interesting? Um, okay. So the winner was the boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse. And here's the thing about that. Was when it so the, the story is about this little boy who's lost and he, he runs to a mole that helps him, and then a fox that doesn't help him at first, but then eventually does in a horse, right? Well, um, and it's a really a story about friendship and family. It was very, very touching. You know, um, and so I noticed at the end, I, the fox's voice stood out to me, and I was like, I was like, that sounds like Idris Elba, like it sounds like Idris Elba. Then I was like, but it can't be Idris Elba. This is a short film. Like, why would he do that? But then I saw that it was produced, I think, by J.J. Abrams, and so I was like, well, hmm. maybe it was Idris Elba because you know J.J. Abrams was tied to. And then of course I was right. It was Idris Elba that voiced the fox. And I was like, okay, that makes. I it actually, even I heard it's actually pretty easy to get big name actors on a short film if you make well, it easy for them now that you mention it like it does seem like a easier gig you go in for maybe a day and record your lines and get out of there you know yeah. even like jarvis like the guy paul bettner who played jarvis said this is the easiest job i ever had i went in and and did voice stuff for two hours and left and he that was the whole movie you know hey um, you should yeah. do that I mean, I would love to if be. anyone should do it you should zach yeah, i was gonna say you should be the voice actor tones. in this group shoot give it up tv news i think you could honestly i think you could be a you voice could, actor no, yeah you no could still do, I could, do voice I could do multiple voices yeah i could well, i need to no study, to study. i need actor. to go to school the boy the mole the fox and the horse was a very touching movie but kind of made me tear up a little bit it was very sweet um and so it is basically like i said a story about friendship and and how we always need people and stuff like that like we always need help and whatnot flying sailor i'm going to be honest with you i fell asleep through it uh 
I, I but I think it was because that was like one of the first ones that played, and so I was pretty tired. So I think I, I just kind of kept nodding off. Um, but I, if I remember correctly, it was about a story about a sailor whose life flashes before him. So it, I guess it was. But um, next is the Ice Merchants, and I really, really enjoyed this movie. Like it was really good. It's about this father son duo who live on the side. Not like on a cliff, they live on the side of a mountain, right? And it's like it's like being held up by like these really strong ropes on anchors and stuff. And so basically what they do is they deliver ice to the town um, that's below them. So they live up on this mountain and they freeze water every night and then break it up and to go deliver it. They have to like jump down by parachute every day to get there. And then hmm. they come up because they I guess they have like a dirt bike on a pulley system and they just rev up the dirt bike and get it up to the their house every night and so uh, it was really really good movie like if you if you i think it's on youtube uh you should watch it the ice merchants my year of dicks was funny uh that was the last one that played and uh it was about this girl 15 year old girl who was it rotoscoped or no uh it looks no it wasn't i don't think it was rotoscope but it was just like animated very crudely um it kind of reminded me of this show uh home movies if you've ever seen that where like everything kind of wobbles but it's about this 15 year old girl who's trying to lose her virginity so she goes through uh guys and she doesn't have sex with any of them and and then she ends up spoiler alert fall in love with her best friend Uh, based in texas houston it was good that was the last one though and they they had put like a warning up right before it and said this one's for adults if you have kids here you should you should leave if you want to kind of thing um and then the last one the ostrich and ostrich told me the world is fake and i think i believe it and zach i think you'll like this one and you know you'll probably like it too uh jake it's about this guy who lives in a world right but like the whole time we're seeing it's a stop motion animated film right and we're seeing the finished product through a monitor but around the monitor we can see like a sped up version of them moving him around while he's performing, oh that's cool if that makes sense so that's how come he thinks the world is fake and or the ostrich tells him that they you know the world is fake and stuff uh, so it's it's pretty neat uh next is short film live action which i saw all of these the winner was an irish goodbye but two brothers I know what that means irish goodbye that means where you just don't uh, we leave yeah, like a maybe. social setting and we don't tell anyone. Yeah. That's all yeah. I know what it is. Like you remember whenever uh, we went to that club, Zach, and I was like, yes, I was like, here, cause I had Mandy's phone. I was like, hold this. Yeah. And I just left. <laughs> cause I was like, this is, this is stupid. And they were like, where'd you go? I was like, I left, man. This was dumb. <laughs> cause they wanted to go to that stupid club. So an Irish goodbye is about two brothers who, whose mom dies and one brother who had, had lived with the mom um, who's also like mentally challenged. He wants to keep the farm because they lived on a farm and, and wants to keep it. The other brother wants to sell it. And he convinces his brother to uh, do this list that their mom had created, 100 things she wanted to do before they die. So they do the list together um, to kind of like bond and stuff, hopefully to get him to you know stay and all that stuff. So it was a really sweet movie. Where could you watch it? Internet? Yeah. BBC iPlayer. I need a VPN it's for an, that. Though. It's an Irish movie. <laughs> uh, okay. So Evalu was kind of the same thing with um, the flying sailor where I kind of dozed off through it. Cause it was like the first one. And so I don't really remember what it was about, but it was. Avalu. Uh, oh, I do kind of remember this one a little more than, than the, the flying sailor, but it was, 
It says if Ali, oh yeah, that's right. If Ali's gone, her little sister steps to find her. Her father does not care. The vast Greenlandic nature holds secrets. The search for Ali is on. I do remember that one. I remember the. Sh- it had really good cinematography. A lot of good drone shots. All right, and then we have Le Pupil, Pupil, or the pupil. Um, and it was. It kind of reminded me of the movie Madeline or the TV show cartoon Madeline. If you already ever seen it, it follows rebellious girls of a catholic boarding school before christmas a time of war and scarcity it's i mean it's really like a there's really no plot to it it was it was it was okay though i mean it wasn't it was one of the lesser liked ones by me next is night ride it was really good it's about this woman who just wants to get on the bus but the guy the driver wants to take a break and but he lets her on anyway and then she ends up like messing with the controls and actually accidentally driving the bus and it was pretty funny and then we have the red suitcase which was my favorite and it i think you guys should watch the if any of them y'all should watch an irish goodbye and the red suitcase it was about this girl who came over to america with an arranged marriage uh and she ends up she doesn't want to do it so she ends up like evading the guy eventually and she goes out on her own um it was really good next is sound and the winner was top gun maverick i think that's fair yeah because you know you got a lot of like jet sounds and stuff like cool jet sounds and people yelling and screaming and music being played on the so i i thought that was pretty fair a pretty fair win other than that i probably would have gone with all quiet on the western front to be honest with you yeah, that was the, I feel like the Batman Gun was nominated. Deserves it. Well, the Batman was nominated, so I was sure that you're going to say that, Zach. But yeah, there wasn't really nothing that stood out to me for yeah. sound wise, sound design for that one. All right, next is visual effects, with the winner being Avatar, which of course I, I was to say I hate Oscar to say it. I hate to say it, but you know it did have really good visual effects. Like it was all visual effects basically. There's, there's really no other choice. Yeah, I mean, it'd be disappointing if it didn't win visual effects. None of them just really stand a chance against Avatar. Be honest with have you. you watched the YouTube videos on Corridor where they have the graphic artists react to animation? No. They actually have one of the uh, they actually have one of the special effects artists that worked on Avatar come into their studio and explain how they got some of the crazy realistic water reflections and and material. If you That's like watching cool. like learning about special effects, Corridor is a great channel for that. Yeah, I've heard of Corridor. I, I think I'm Corridor sub blue. I think. Yeah, it does sound yeah familiar. Um, okay, then we have writing adapted screenplay, and the winner for that was Women Talking. Which uh, to me was my hope because I really, really liked that movie. I haven't seen that one. Why did you think it fit the bill, Justin? Because the screenplay was good. Like it was literally a movie about with women talking. Like that's what they were doing through the whole movie was talking in a barn. And so, and, but even then, like, even though all we did was really watch a bunch of women talking about how they're going to, because basically it's like a, it's like a, almost like an Amish type community, um, and the women are getting raped like constantly, and they end up getting pregnant and all this stuff. And so they sit around and have a conversation about leaving, either leaving or fighting back against the men. Um, and so that's mm-hmm. kind of their like what the conversation is about. And just I don't know it, if it's a good to me. It was a good uh, movie even though all they literally did was basically did was talk. I mean, there were other, some other scenes that weren't in the barn and them having that conversation, but you know, if you can, how was, how was the dialogue? Was it great? Like, would it yeah. feel like real conversation with lots yeah. of maybe sounds like 
ums and uhs, some repeating like stuttering. Was, was no, not no, not really. Natural, natural conversation. No, I mean no. Of course not. Um, there's not a lot of movies that do that anyway. I know a lot. Name that ten really comes off convincing. I don't, I don't know ten, but when they do it, it's <laughs> but, convincing. Especially when movies could, when two characters are trying to interrupt each other or just talking over each other, and it comes across so like real. Yeah, natural. I mean, natural. Yeah, I love those are my favorite movies when it comes just to performance of dialogue. Maybe it's I'm not analyzing the dialogue itself and the way it's structured, but just the performance of dialogue. I like when it is so raw and people are like messing up in a way. Yeah. I mean, I would agree, but like all these movies, none of that. I don't, well, let me rephrase the movies I've seen. There was none of that. So I don't know. I guess it was just what they were talking about and you know, their performances and stuff and just the conversations in general. Uh, That's why I liked that movie a lot. And I was like, you know, I hope this movie wins. And it did. If you haven't seen it, which I assume you guys haven't, you should check it out. All right. And then we're on to writing original screenplay, which everything everywhere all at once one i guess that's okay i mean i i think banshees of inish sheeran i think we sh- should have could have won even though it's literally a movie about a guy who doesn't want to be friends with colin farrell anymore <laughs> colin farrell's character and he, colin farrell's character just won't leave him alone about it everything or, everywhere all at once won everything essentially so yeah i will just give it to them yeah or the fablemans i guess would have been a good one too um huh. eh. It's, it's kind of nothing was too. To, it's very formulaic. Yeah, I, think, I was gonna say Spielberg it's kind of hard to. Movie. It's kind of hard to even think of one that should have won, in my opinion. Tar, maybe. Yeah, I was I just tar thinking Tar, a great contender, because yeah, it's was, kind of a. It's. I don't want to go too much in depth, but I feel like it's not as straightforward as people might think. But I think there's a dream sequence, or a, we don't know what's real or not after Camp uh, Blanchett's character hits her head on the the stairs i think after that i've been reading people's analysis like everything after that is up for interpretation i do like the or just end. just just watch the reviews or the watch read the analysis it'll explain everything but i'll say if, we, if you're just looking at the screenplay itself i thought it was a joy to read i like reading screenplays and it, for such a complex film they do a great job laying out all of the different items and the necessities that have to happen in a way that makes sense and and again you know they actually have uh, translations for the the language that we don't get captions for in the movie. So that's fun too. Extra extra info. Extra info. Let's look at the big one. Everything Everywhere All at Once. Best picture, excuse me. Everything Everywhere All at Once. All Quiet on the Western Front. Avatar The Way of Water. The Banshees of Anishirin. Elvis. The Fablemans. Tar. Top Gun Maverick. Triangle of Sadness and Women Talking. Of course we know the Winner was everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, what do you guys think? Not surprised at this point, since we've been talking about <laughs> they've been winning all, the, all these other awards. <laughs> okay, let's assume that that movie's not there. What else would you would you consider as a the winner? If everything isn't there, then I would probably have to go with All Quiet. Yeah, I think I would agree. Um, what about like what would you wanted to win? Oh wait, actually, what do you think? What do you think would have won, Zach? Had everything, everywhere, not been there. Hmm. Like, kind of tough. <laughs> kind of tough. Maybe Banshees. I think Banshees perhaps could have won. Got but, won something. <laughs> but do you think it could have? Like you think it could have won? Like it, it could have. Yeah. Would have won. Like do you think it would have been the winner had all, or everything everywhere not been there? Mm, maybe. <laughs> I didn't know about the 
other winners prior to Best Picture, then yes, I would have said that. But okay. Okay. I was kind of surprised in a way at how many awards that All Quiet on the Western Front won. So I guess that would have been my other pick. I'd say All Quiet would probably win. For the sure fact that it won the next highest amount of awards. Right. Plus, it's a history drama. Plus, it's an international film. So it has a lot of a lot of oscar bait qualities in it already right i agree yeah Um, so what so uh, top gun too i feel like i mean maybe could have pulled out a best picture were there any contenders you wanted to win best picture besides everything irrelevant all quiet okay what about you jake i could see triangle of sadness being a fun winner (laughs) interesting I mean, it was a good movie. <laughs> like I said, it really, it really took me by surprise. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I mean, I really enjoyed every movie. Well, we'll talk about that in a second. I really think I would have loved to have seen Banshees of Inisherin win or women talking, basically because it's just literally a movie about women talking. Like they just sit around and talk. So I didn't think it was going to win. If Everything Everywhere was there, I mean, even if Everything Everywhere was there, which it is, I would have went with Banshees. Uh, any uh, final thoughts? Batman should have won something. I, I think so too. I mean, I think it should have won. I don't think was it. A, it wasn't a nominee for best score, right? No, it wasn't. But I think no. I love no. that score. I, Surprisingly, in a way, I thought it had a memorable, had a memorable theme. It, it I think did. the only one that it was up for was best sound, best sound, and best costumes. I believe best or costume. makeup, makeup, and hairstyling is what it was. Not yeah. I did see it. I think it'd be a good contender for the makeup and hairstyling. Yeah, for sure. I think if it wasn't the whale, then I would probably pick Batman. I would have probably and so and solely for Colin Colin Farrell's character. Oh, it's not. Never mind. Yeah. Oh, I mean, not, even even um, Dana's character is fantastic. I loved the costume that they picked for his Riddler. My, I love the thing I loved about it was he still wears glasses on it. <laughs> that was my favorite part. And then you had the Joker, you know, the Joker that was there. You didn't really get to see his face, but you kind of saw his deleted scene. Well, you, you still saw some of it. Well, we're talking about that at the end. Okay. That's, yeah. I'll think of Joker. I have my mixed thoughts. That was Barry Keegan. He was also it in was. Banshees. He was also in yeah. Banshees. And he was so good in Banshees of Inisherin. Like he was funny. Like he was. And like when I, well, yeah, when I looked him up or when I saw his name, I was like, that name sounds really familiar. So I looked it up. I was like, oh my God, that's the freaking the Irish Joker. Dude. Yeah, I was like, that's the freaking Joker. I'm ready for next year's Oscars, and hopefully maybe there's more drama. Hopefully you get out and watch <laughs> watch more of them, Zach. I don't know where to find all these films half the time. I hope the drama happens within all the nominees, like the that we get like a dark horse winner or something coming out of left field. That'd be cool. I hope we get like a, a look at the people that vote on all these movies. I want to see their faces. I want to know. I want to know who these people are, like, like, what, what their backgrounds are. My final thoughts are I got to see all the best picture winners and I, I really would like to own all them. And then I really, I said this earlier, I really wish they had like a collection of all the short films on one like physical version. That would be really cool if, if they did that actually. Probably a bunch of rights issues nominated. and all that. For short films, you get like a, a compendium. Yeah. That'd be great. I would love that, but unfortunately, at least temporarily, that'd be great. Yeah, that's not how it works. Um, okay. Just screen record them. You're good to go. All right, so that uh, is a wrap up on the Oscars 2023. Uh, so if you guys uh, want to check us out, we are on Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and um, 
then we can and also on YouTube and you can also check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, and if you have any ideas on episodes you want us to to do or any movies you want us to watch or anything like that, please hit us up. Or if you just want to say hi or tell us how great we're doing because we're doing so great. Puss in Boots. Or if you want to mention Puss in Boots, I guess that's fine too. Um, Zach, if you weren't going to do it, I was. <laughs> uh, I hate you guys. I don't know. What, I don't know why I agreed to do a podcast with you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, anyway, yeah. So, yeah, hit us up on any of those uh, awesome social media places. And uh, I guess that'll do it for this time. Later. Have a fantastic day. Bye. Watch for some boots. Bye.